Hey guys, welcome back to Just the Good Stuff. Long time no talk. I feel like I haven't released a new podcast episode in forever, um, but we are back and we are back in action. We have so many amazing new episodes lined up for the next few weeks, just in time for summer travel and summer strolls and walks and all of the things. And this week's episode is with one of my dear friends, Courtney Schreiber. She is the eyebrow and permanent makeup queen. I heard about Courtney before I even moved to Melbourne. And then this day that I moved here, I heard from so many people that she is the go-to for all things permanent makeup and lashes. Think microblading, tinting, eyelash lift, extent, all of the things. All the permanent makeup, even if like you've never even heard of permanent makeup or if you've always wanted to learn about microblading and like the art of eyebrows, Courtney is breaking it down for us in this episode. She is full of knowledge and she is such an amazing person. Even when I like go to her to get my brows done, I usually do like a lamination tint and shaping. We have so much fun. She's so easy to talk to. She has an amazing team of artists that work with her as well. And her business is booming right now. If you are in New Jersey or the New Jersey area and you are looking for someone for your eyebrows, look no further than Courtney and her team at Brow Eyed Girl. Also like how adorable is the name. If you guys like this episode, let me know what you think when you're listening to it. If you want to rate and review the podcast, share it on social media and tag Courtney and I, Brow Eyed Girl and Rachel Mansfield. We would love to hear from you. And without further ado, let's chat with Courtney. I am so excited to finally chat and get to know everything about you and Brow Eyed Girl. And I was telling Joy every time I'm with you, I try not to ask so many questions. Yes. So so you have some things to work off of, right? Yeah, exactly. So yeah. I'd love to kick it off and have you introduce yourself um, and tell everyone what you do and who you are. Okay. Um, so my name is Courtney Schreiber and I own Brow Eye Girl, which is a permanent makeup studio in Milburn, New Jersey. And we offer different services like microblading, permanent makeup, including lips, eyeliner, and eyebrows. Um, I've had the business for four years now, and we've recently just got a new space in Summit, so it's exciting. So yeah, and I've been doing this for four years. That's a, you are a wizard for being able to do this for four years. I would have thought I thought you were going to tell me you've been doing this for a decade. What did you do before this? Um, I actually modeled. So yeah, modeling. Yeah, um, commercial commercial and print. So mostly catalog. Very cool. So where did your love affair for eyebrows or was it eyebrows and then makeup, makeup, then eyebrows? How did this all come about? I would say it was never makeup, to be honest. It was always just eyebrows and the grooming factor of it. And I don't know if that was because like when I gave my dad haircuts, I would like trim his brows (laughs) at the same time. I don't know if it was like that or I was doing my mom and my sister's brows and I loved doing it. Um, And I really hated doing hair, but I absolutely loved doing eyebrows and shaping them. And at first I just started my business by just uh, tweezing and trimming brows. I had nothing else, you know, I wasn't doing any permanent makeup. So yeah, so that's what it started out with. And I just find that eyebrows define your face. It 
they basically frame your whole face and it's a feature that you can't, you know, stop staring at when you look at someone's face. Do you find yourself looking at random people like in the store? <laughs> I had to, like, I, yeah, I had to like stop at one point because because it was be, I was getting like addicted to like looking at everyone's brows and wanting to hand out my cards to them. I know. But like, I mean, honestly, you, it's, I guess it's kind of one of those things where it's offensive. Like you can't be like, Hey, come see me. For my exactly. Exactly. So they'd be like, what are you trying to say? I know. No, it's true. I remember someone once told me like, do you go to anyone for your eyebrows? And I was just like, no, why? And they're like, Oh my God, I'd love to. And I think it was, she told me to come to you. And then she gave me your info. I'm like, I think that was a hint to go get my eyebrows. <laughs> I love that that happened because then it introduced me to you. So. Well, everyone, like so many people in this area told me to go to you. Like my friend Ashley told me to go to you. You were very highly recommended. You have like a cult customer following. Everyone seems to really, really trust you. And like now I personally understand why, but you know what you do. You like know what you're doing. And I was showing Jordan your website and all the things that you offer. And I think it would be a great like starting point to kind of explain the world of eyebrows because as someone who doesn't know much about them, like I don't wear makeup, it's was very intimidating for me to go to a place and see all these options and just say like, how do I know which one I'm like, supposed to get like how do I know what to ask for and kind of like break down the basics of brows yeah so first we like to take into consideration your skin your skin type because it really really matters if your skin is oily dry combination because that really tells us which technique we can do and for instance when I when I'm talking about technique there's different types of brows that we do and the first one is microblading which is a done with a handheld tool with a blade at the end and the blade is dipped into pigment and make little cuts into the skin like resembling hair. So basically it's very, very natural looking and it just gives you a fuller, fuller brow. Um, and then the second one is um, ombre or people say powder. There's so many different names for it. And that is an actual tattoo. But when people do think tattoo, they think of like the old ladies with the blue eyebrows and that's not, not the case anymore. The pigments have come a long way. And we, you know, we do our best to neutralize the color to have a warm feel. So it's away from that coolness of, of the eyebrows. And that is, that is actually permanent because what it's done with a needle cartridge and a permanent makeup machine. So basically um, we impact the, the pigment into the skin through the epidermis. So it is definitely permanent um, in this last two to three years. And that's the microblading or the powder? The powder, the powder. So is a microblading, is that a tattoo as well? Or like that is that is semi-permanent because it's it's not going as deep. And so that is more um, semi-permanent and it does fade. So it does last for about a year. And then when it goes away after a year, like what does it look like on your, like does it just look, does it look like your eyebrows beforehand or does it just look like some, like 
when you get your hair dyed, how you need like a touch up, like what does that look like? Yeah. So it's basically, you'll just need a, like, like when you get your hair done, you need a touch up. It doesn't all go away completely, but it doesn't scar by any means. It just totally just fades, fades out kind of, but doesn't all go away completely. Why, what do you, how do you know, like when you look at someone's eyebrows, you know, like you should get microblading or you should get powder or you should get it cheap. Like, how do you know who should get what? Um, I, like I said, I do look at their skin, but I also look at their lifestyle and also as well as like kind of how they are dressed and how much makeup they're wearing, because that really determines their, you know, what kind of brow they should have Um, because microblading is like is really great for people with dry skin and people who don't wear a ton of makeup and just want to wake up and have these brows that are natural but they go to the grocery store and they have no makeup on but they have their microbladed brows so it's not they're just enhanced they're not looking like dramatic by any means okay what is the most popular thing someone does for their eyebrows when they come to you I would say microblading or powder. Both both techniques are like pretty, pretty. Most people know more about microblading than they do powder. So I've never heard of powder. Yeah. Have these been around for a long time, or is this something that's? I would say like ten ten years, ten years or so. I wish that we like invested in microblading. Like. <laughs> I never heard of it until Rachel started talking about it, but now I feel like it's all I hear about. What do you think made it so hot, like hot and popular in the last few years? I feel like that a lot of celebrities were like admitting that they did get it. And that became really trendy in Miami, LA and um, New York City. And then I just feel like it fled into the suburbs, to be honest. I feel like it got really, really popular and people were like, well, I tweezed my eyebrows in the nineties and early two thousands and they're not growing back. So what do I do? And I don't want to fill them in every day. So microblading is the, you know, the way to go. Who was the celebrity that got their eyebrows microbladed? Um, I think Mandy Moore was one of the first ones to be honest. Really? Yeah. I did not think you were going to say Mandy Moore. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I remember reading, reading about, reading about it and she seemed like, I, yeah, she's like the most like natural, like looking girl. So you wouldn't think that, but maybe she didn't have eyebrows. I don't really remember back in those days. I also feel like though she's like an OG beauty icon for like a natural yeah. look for sure. Yeah. Up and she was like so I thought she was like so beautiful and like wasn't like a walk to remember like she just like is so yeah. iconic and how she yeah was. yeah so if someone comes to you and like they have very like thin eyebrows do you think that their best bet is to always get them like microbladed to fill them in or do you think if they have like for me I came to you with pretty thin eyebrows mm-hmm. so do you think that like, t- like I usually tint and laminate are you looking at my brows checking are you checking out. my brows out <laughs> <laughs> You, like, where do you recommend someone get started if they're like new to the brow space? I mean, I I I think like a, a like a brow shaping in a tint is a good starting point. But the only thing about tinting is that it doesn't adhere to the skin; it only adheres to the hair, so it's not giving a fuller brow. I mean, I would just honestly jump in, go right in for the microblading. I think it's it's not something, and I know I'm familiar with it. I do it every day. However, mm-hmm. however, I really feel like 
like our artists here, we do it very natural and we're not doing, you know, we're not doing over the top, like club girl brows, you know, we're not here like how they like paint, paint them in. So I, I feel like microblading is a great way to start. And if you, you know, you do light microblading, like not a lot. And, it, you know, we have all different color pigments from blonde to redheads to brunettes, taupes, you know, and the list goes on. Is there a certain amount of times you can get your brows um, microbladed before, or like, it's like something you can always go over and over and over again? I mean, I don't like to go too much over it because then you will, you will get scar tissue and you don't want that. Um, obviously nobody wants scar tissue, but it's just like, it's easier on the skin doing it like once a year. Someone asked, they said, how many times can you actually get your eyebrows microbladed? I was like, I never thought about that. I've never yeah. Yeah. And you know what? I would say most of my clients who have microblading do come back nine months to a year and they, they get them re redone. What do you think is like the best tip for someone that they want to grow their eyebrow hair in naturally, like what they could do? Um, so I know a lot on the market, there are tons of tons of brow serums. And I'm the first to say that I feel that some of them do work like Grande brow does work. However, it does not fill in the areas that you want the hair to come in to. So mm -hmm. like, so I mean, like, like you'll put it on your brow, right. But it, it doesn't go necessarily in the areas that you want it to grow. So, you know, you, you put the little serum on overnight, every, every night, and that's fine and do it for like three months, but not all the hair is going to grow in the thickness like your natural brow. So I feel that these serums are kind of a moneymaker to be honest, because some of them can be very expensive. Um, yeah. yeah, so I feel I feel that the, the best, unfortunately, after you've uh, waxed or, or tweezed a lot or threaded, um, and the hair follicle is like basically dead, you can't really regrow your brows and it stinks. But I, I'm, that's just like my honest answer. So when my mom waxed off my eyebrow in seventh grade, like actually life will never be the same. Life will never be the same, Rachel, never. Cute. Nope. Thanks, thanks, Ev, I she's, appreciate she's that. She still reminds her I still that. talk about really it. Often. Yeah. <laughs> Even her dad does, it's actually really funny. Yeah. Well, like, I remember, he doesn't remember like any of that stuff. <laughs> I so vividly remember sitting on the edge of my mom's bed and like my mom, I love my mom dearly. She's very good at many of things, but like makeup and eyebrows are just not her forte. And she like had an at-home wax kit and like literally put the wax, hot wax on my eyebrow and accidentally waxed off too much. And then frantically took me to my friend's house and her mom like tried to fix my eyebrow and there was like no salvaging of it. Um, and they had to like wax off the other parts so that they would like even, yeah, even in a way, but like, even after that, I never really paid much attention to my eyebrows until I think around the time that we were getting married so that it was like six years ago yeah. and I colored them in. And then I kept seeing everyone around me had like these beautiful eyebrows in the last few years. I said to Jordan, I think that's like the one thing I'm really not paying att enough attention to are my brows and knowing like what to do with them and how to fill them in. And I think it's something that like, it's true. Like what you do is an art form. 
Like mm-hmm. not many people can like look in the mirror and like do that themselves. And it's also really tedious to have to right. do that in the morning. That's why I have fake lashes. Like I can't do that. Which mm-hmm. also brings me, you do lash lifts. Mm-hmm. You explain all like lashes too. Oh. So um, a lash lift is um, basically a perm for the lashes. So it doesn't add um, density. So it doesn't add like like what lash extensions do, but they do curl them. So they open your eyes more. And we have different, you know, size rods that we, you know, we paste onto your eyelid and we fold back your lashes. And then there's two different kinds of I shouldn't say chemicals, but they are chemicals, but they're more like um, kind of like a keratin. Um, but like a curler. And then we add a tint usually at the end to make them um, darker. And the lash lifts do last for about eight weeks, which is nice. It's perfect for the summer because no one likes to put mascara on. And um, it's just, it's an easy thing. And it really does make you look less exhausted. <laughs> I mean, that's why I'm obsessed with fake. I, I, Honestly, fake eyelashes is like my number one thing that I really mm-hmm. wish I did not start doing when we were getting married, but I've gotten them consistently besides like when COVID was like shutting everything down for six years straight. Like I'm addicted to them, but like when I don't have them, I have no eyelashes. But yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and I, I feel like, you know, they are a little bit heavier than your natural lashes. So they do weigh down, but let me tell you, they look absolutely beautiful. Like they like... And they, and they're really natural too, looking on you. So it's not like it's overdone. So I feel like when, like, I wouldn't have known if they were real or not, which is what you really want. Really? And you're up close and personal with my eyes. Yeah. And I thought they were, I mean, your girl does a great job. Thank you. She, yeah. It's like where I go get my nails done. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's amazing. So kudos to her. No, they're good. I always read reviews online. That's how I like get to yeah. see, you know, who who is who. Now, when you do the lamination too on the eyebrows, is that the same thing that you use on eyelashes? Um, it's similar. They're different. They're actually different companies um, that I get the products from. But the lamination um, is basically we do a um, fixing, a setting, and then the keratin nourishing cream. So, and then you can add a tint if you want. However, I feel like the tint is a little bit too much with the lamination. So brow lamination, people think it's, it it lasts like a lifetime. It doesn't last a lifetime. It only lasts about four weeks. It is good for somebody who has like kind of like unruly or kind of like have a wave in their brows and want it to be a little bit straightened out and like kind of give that um, illusion of fuller brows, which it does do because of the way that we comb it upwards. But it's like throughout the whole brow lamination, I feel like I'm petting the brows constantly. But I mean, which is which is really funny because I just let the clients know that just in case they're wondering what I'm doing when they're getting it done, I'm like petting the brows constantly. So it's really funny. Your customers have had our clients must have so much faith and trust in like what you're doing. Like, do people ever come in there and just feel so paranoid and scared of like what oh. they're going to do? Oh, yes. Uh, I mean, you can you can feel the nervous energy um, when they when they come in, especially for a permanent makeup service, because that listen, that's very new to a lot of people. And that's permanent on your face. So 
you know, they have to feel really comfortable with us. And that's why we offer um, consultations to, you know, get to know one another first. Um, if they feel comfortable and we like draw, draw out the brows so they can have an idea of what it will look like or something similar to the real permanent makeup brows. Oh, so you can have someone come to you for a consultation, have them like walk, you'll walk them through like what, oh, that's so nice. Yeah. Yep. Now, men's eyebrows. Uh, I was looking on your website before and didn't realize you do men's eyebrows. So is that something you guys do often? And like what, like analyze Jordan's eyebrows. Let's see. Let's see. Jordan has nice eyebrows. Actually, they're like not too full, but they're not obviously too thin. So they're just um, the right amount. And the right amount. Yeah. But like even sometimes like at the barber shop you'll see like the barber will like trim people's eyebrows but they never touch mine. Yeah, yours actually look pretty good and the color is nice too. Yeah, so, thanks. Yeah. Let me give you a call for pep talks every once in a while. Yeah, seriously, seriously. <laughs> um, but men's eyebrows, you know, there I have I have a handful of, of clients that are uh, returning clients that come in. Um, they just like them like. Jordan said is that they like them trimmed a lot um, and cleaned up, but obviously not too feminine to keep that masculinity to, to it. You know what I mean? Like not making it too like arched or, or too skinny. Like you just keep it like kind of like a chubbier brow. So yes. and what's like the hot shape for men? Just I like- mean, I would just, yeah, I would just say thick and just cleaned up, you know, a little bit manicured, but nothing that is, to um like jersey shore you know like seaside yeah no you have nice you have nice brows so permanent makeup i didn't even know that you did or offered permanent makeup until when i was laying in the bed and you i saw all these like different colors i remember saying like what are these colors like people with that on their eyebrows Mm -hmm. so explain the world of permanent makeup like not eyebrow related to us. Okay. Um, so permanent makeup has probably, you know, has existed for a long time because overall it is like tattooing and tattooing has been around for centuries, but the overall permanent makeup is cosmetic tattooing. So basically it includes the brows, your, your eyes, which I mean, eyeliner and lash enhancement. A lash enhancement is in the is in the lash line to give your eyes a little bit of a pop. And eyeliner is just like anybody that wears liner. It could be a winged eyeliner. It could just be natural. It could be a smoky eyeliner. Um, and then we also do something called lip blush. Lip blush is basically a stain for the lips and gives more definition. And it's like a permanent lipstick. And all you have to do is throw on chapstick or lip gloss. Do you have that on your lips? I do. I'm ups- I'm like staring at them as you're talking. Yeah. yeah. I love that so much. It looks so like, right? Looks so yeah, nice. it's great. I know. Are you looking at my lips now? No one can see us on a podcast. Oh, well, I'm, just check- I'm just checking. Yeah, everything. yeah. We're just checking out those features. Do a lot of people get permanent eyeliner on their eyes? Um, yeah. Uh, you know what? It, it, they do because the number one thing that people hate doing is like getting it smudged and getting it on the top of their eyelid. So if you think about it, like, you know, oils and sweat and all that, you know, and then it ends up on the top of your eyelid and that's like not really attractive, but 
it's not something that you can really help sometimes, even if you do like waterproof or, you know, and it's just, it's, it's nice because it just stays and it gives your eye more definition. How long does it last? Does that last for? Like three to five years. Three to five years. Yes. Is that the same with the lips too? Uh, yes. The lips are about like two, two to three. So the stain lasts for three years? Yeah. Wow. Even like no matter how much you shower, wet, water, swim, it's totally okay. Correct. Correct. That is so wild. I mean, I, I, I'm I, guessing like if you're in chlorine every day, it's going to obviously, you know, disappear quicker than someone who doesn't swim every day. But, but for the most part, it's permanent. So it's there to stay. That must be a dream for someone who like is the person who like rolls out of bed puts a full face of makeup on and then like leaves to go to the grocery store or like, what is that? Oh, that TV show, like, um, marvelous Maisel who like, she would like roll out of bed, like put a full face of makeup on and then like wait for her husband to wake up. And I'm like, what? She'd go back to sleep. Oh yeah. She'd go back to sleep. Did you ever watch that? No, I never watched it. Oh yeah. So in the very first season, it's like, it takes place, takes place in what? Probably the fifties. Yeah. Like the fifties. This woman, um would wake up in early in the morning before her husband and she would go to the bathroom and like do a full face of makeup and then she would go back into her bed and act like she woke up like that every day oh my god that's so in this situation you actually do get to wake up like that every day so it's like ingenious. Yeah. it's exactly you know it, it's brilliant that these like three techniques exist because it makes life a lot easier so i want to like hear more about like the business part of how this all evolved. So how did you, like, when did you get your first studio? Like, when did you like start hiring people? Like, tell us more because a lot of the people you bring on the podcast are very entrepreneurial and have started their own business of sorts. And so it's like super inspiring to always like hear other people's stories. Yeah. So I, when I was still modeling on the weekends, I would go in home to do in-home services by just doing brow shaping. Um, I live in Summit, so I was just doing like the surrounding towns. I was doing like Summit, Chatham, Madison, you know, Short Hills. And I was just doing a week weekend hustle every every weekend and just shaping brows. And I would bring my light and sometimes like my table. And I don't I couldn't believe I was doing that, but it really was like the real deal um, of <laughs> You know, it's exhausting, but it was well worth it because then in 2018, I got my permanent makeup license and that you need in state in New Jersey is pretty strict with that. And you need to have an esthetician or cosmetology license to have the permit to work doing uh, permanent makeup in the state of New Jersey. So after I got that, I got my studio about a year later and it will be approximately like about three years this June in this studio in Milburn. So was it word of mouth when you first started going around to people? Or yeah, like- yeah. It, it was word of mouth. And it was also, um, I did a little bit of marketing on, you know, on Yelp and Google um, because I had no idea what I was doing as a business owner, to be honest. And, you know, you kind of just fake it until you make it, um, you know, and see what works, see what doesn't work. And, that's what I did. And I didn't really have like any role models, like showing or a mentor showing me what is good and bad in the brow business. Like 
that is a really specific, you know, thing to go to. I don't know, but it just, yeah, it, it was real. And it was really scary starting your own business is, you know, it's, I call it my baby. Like I, it, it really, it takes up a lot of time, but it is so worth it in the end because you make people happy every single day when they exit that door. And I just feel that, you know, as a business owner, especially as a woman business owner, I think it's just like a really, like, it's a really challenging thing, thing to have. But also I, I feel that it's like anyone can really do it if they put their mind to it and have the focus and determination that, you know, their business is going to work. Because if you have the, if you have the passion and then you have the work mindset and you put those two together for the most part, you know, your business will succeed. And yeah. What do you think are your biggest hurdles being a female business owner? I would say, I mean, obviously I would, it's kind of different because cosmetic tattooing is definitely aimed for more females. Um, So it's like all females and it can be a little gray gray. But, but I would just say that, like, I really, I really don't know the hurdles that I think I encounter are just that, you know, never be like large enough. Like my business will never be big enough, like compared to like, let's say like a med spa that a doctor owns or, you know, they just have more, so to speak power because they just have, they can do Botox, they can do fillers, they can do all of those things. Whereas, you know, I don't have that, you know, certificate or license to do so. But I feel like, you know, I just try my best. Where do you think you want to see your business in a few years? Which I hate when people ask me, where do you want to see, where do you see yourself in five years? But if you think about it, if you started in 2018, you're already like renovating and doing like an amazing studio in Summit, which I can't wait to go see and then get my hair done around the corner. But (laughs) Where do you like see yourself continue to grow? Cause you can always like also always bring in like a group of other people that are certified to do other services that like you can't offer. Right. Um, so I do see um, obviously a bigger space, which, which we have got, gotten and, you know, will take a, a few months to like build out. But um, I see myself teaching actually the permanent makeup that I, that I do um, to students, to students. So we're going to have like a brow eye girl Academy. Oh, um, Very cool. Yeah. So teach, teach what I do. And then also, um, bring on other artists for the brow eye girl team, you know, offering, um, and I don't necessarily think I will offer additional or new services, but I will, you know, bring on artists to grow my company. How do you, like when you teach people, do they get their cosmetology license from working or like going to your academy? How does that work? No. So they have to get their cosmetology or esthetician license from the state of New Jersey. So it is separate. Um, We just provide the certificate um, for um, the fundamental hundred hour, you know, um, class. So 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 on top of you running your your studio you're also doing 100 you have to teach 100 hour classes yes <laughs> i mean i mean it sounds like honestly jordan sounds like absolutely like how how do you have time to do all this but i am going to um block out about a week every other month to teach 
So, oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, so, so, so someone will sign up for a course and you'll knock it out in like a week or two. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I was in a couple of weeks, but yeah, yeah. We would like a week or two. Very cool. Yeah. Um, so like if you don't live in New Jersey or like the, you know, the metro area, um, how would you say people should like find someone that they trust to kind of do these services? Cause like, I've never had any of these done, but they definitely seem very personal. And like, I would want to be very comfortable with the person. That's doing the next it. question. How'd you know? Oh, that's so, really? I'm dying. Oh, wow. Wow. Well, I was like, we're I didn't so know all the things, I didn't know all the techniques you were talking about, but no, like, this so is something good. I could actually On ask. Saturday or Saturday, we were going for a walk and he, I was thinking something in my head and nothing to do with what we were doing. And all of a sudden he said it out loud and I was like, what? I think we hang out. in your mind now. <laughs> Look at that. Look at that. Okay. So yeah. So I think that if, you know, to, to trust somebody and, you know, to find the right artist for, for you, um, I feel that a consultation is a great idea because you do get personable with the person as soon as, and you can feel their energy and their vibe. And also be honest, I like just to talk to the person. I would say, talk to them and see, and really, really look at their healed results. And when I talk about healed results, I mean, once like the microblading or the powder brow is done and just to see what it looks like. So basically before and afters are a great, great, um, thing to, to look at, um, because you want to see their work. Um, and then I think, I think like you said before, Rachel, about the reviews, reviews are huge. And I, I feel like people are quite honest with reviews and, on, on par. So I think a joint of meeting the actual artist, knowing that their technique is for you, whether it be natural or it's like more like Miami or, you know, you know, you have to vibe with the person um, for sure. And then do your research, look at their before and afters and, you know, look at their reviews and how long they've been open, how long they've been doing it, things like that. Are there like different styles for different areas? Like I know you mentioned like yeah. LA or Miami. Like, is there actually like a, like a known style for each area? Yeah, I would say that like Miami is a little bit like they overdo it a little bit. Like, and I'm not saying in a bad way, but a lot of girls like a little bit more glam looking. Like, and bushy overdo it? Yeah, like, no, not necessarily, but more, um, more of like the makeup look, like more like very, a little bit more severe and a little bit more, um, dark in color. So the, just more vibrant. So, and whereas I'm more like soft and fluffy. <laughs> so, yeah. Do you think it, has anyone ever come to you and asked you to do something and you're like in your head, absolutely not. Like this is going to look horrible on this person, but like they really want it. Like what do you, yeah. what do, you do? So that is a really, really tricky thing to do to handle because I've had the situation where, you know, I've had a woman and she wanted her brows like really, really, really close and really, really large, um, like close in the middle and then large. And I just, I couldn't do it. <laughs> I, I just, because I knew like the aftermath of it and how it would look and I knew she would be dissatisfied. So I didn't do it. And then what, what I did do is, you know, something, obviously a bolder brow but not as extreme as she wanted it. And she was happy at the end of the day. Okay. Cause like, I'm so opinionated with things that I would be afraid that like to be in like that type of cut, like client facing business, like you shouldn't get that. Right. 
quickly. Well, you also have to know because like Courtney's done so many of these, she kind of knows the yeah. end result. So like she, so instead of dissatisfying and just saying yes to them, it's almost better to. Well, you're a very rational, reasonable person. <laughs> like I'm sure people comment and they, they're very demanding. They want what they want. And then it's but like. But I would say from like Courtney's perspective, like don't, like, like don't, yeah, like just pass on giving them the service because God forbid that their end result is just getting mad at you for, for right. what you wanted. Right. What are, if someone's like right now listening to this podcast and they're like staring at themselves in the mirror, looking at their eyebrows, what are, and they've never done anything before. Mm-hmm. What are a few things that someone can do to kind of like go out of their comfort zone and get their like feet and toes wet um, within the brow space? Um, I would say definitely to use a shadow or, or a brow pencil and um, with the shadow, you can use an angled brush and just um, add from the start of the brow to the arch to the tail, just a little bit of um, darker color and just make it fuller by adding height and obviously a little bit of length. Um, and I think that that gives a big difference to your natural brow um, because it's it's just it's not what you're used to. So when you look at yourself in the mirror and show that you have liner or powder on your brow, it's a big difference. Like it really makes a huge difference once you do it, you know, and everyone's like, oh, well, I don't know how to apply it. I don't know how to put it on. Um, Just put on YouTube. And honestly, they'll teach you how to like put on shadow or pencil, but it really, to get your feet wet, I would definitely add makeup. Do you think that everyone can pull off a thicker brow? Or do you think there's some people that like actually just like look better with thin eyebrows? I, I really, I hate thin eyebrows. I just, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I, can't. I, I don't, I, so but I don't, the thing is, is that I, I don't, I also feel that um, a more mature woman, I feel that they shouldn't necessarily have a big bushy brow Mm -hmm. I feel like it should be a little bit more manicured and a little bit thinner um just because like their face is like a little bit more delicate so a little you know I I feel that um not everyone can pull off the very like you know the laminated or or the very like wispy brows but I feel for the most part thick brows are here to stay yeah. What, who, how old's your oldest client that you've ever had? Um, 82. Yeah. What'd she get done? Microblading. Shut up. No, she didn't. Yes. Yes. I, and I added a little powder too, so we can do a combination sometimes, but, um, yeah, but she was the most, you know, in style 82 year old I've ever met. I'm like your grandmother. Yeah. I she turned 83 head. today. I see wow. That. Yeah, she would go. His aunt just got his um her eyebrows microbladed. But I guess I guess you make a good point. Like as you age, your face does change. Mm-hmm. So is there like a point where you would like advise against some of these more permanent things, or they're not they don't last that long? Where yeah, I would say that like your your skin does thin out as you age. Um, and we you know obviously with the microblading, it is a blade, and you're cutting. So I rather do powder brow, which is less like a little bit less invasive. Um, but I feel that 
I feel that like with a very mature skin, we have to stretch it a lot, a lot. So sometimes powder brow is better than the microblading. And if, if they're not good candidates at all, like if they're on blood thinners or, you know, they, they just don't have the right skin type. I, you know, I would just say that permit makeup is not for them. Does the microblading hurt? No, you're numbed with topical anesthetic. So it lidocaine. Yeah. I was going to ask that before, but I don't want to scare people. If she was like, yeah, it's really painful. No, no, it's not at all. No, but it's something that so many people got done that I feel like obviously like no one would be voluntarily going. You know what I mean? If it was like excruciating pain. Right. It had to have been something involved. Well, I want to jump into our fireball questions. Okay. okay. So the first one is if you weren't, a permanent makeup expert extraordinaire, what would you be doing? I would, I would have to say something with animals and I want to say a veterinarian because I'm obsessed with animals. However, I don't want to deal with any of like the death part. I just want to do happy stuff. Yeah. So like veterinarian in the, like the good times. <laughs> Or you have like a doggy daycare. Yeah, I could. Yeah, that's a good one too. Do you have any pets? Um, I don't, but I grew up with labs um, and my parents have a lab. So I just, I love them. And yeah. Where did you grow up? I grew up in Cranford. Oh. Which is New Jersey as yeah. well. His nephew named Brody too. It's a great name. It, I, it's a great, it's my favorite. And he's handsome. All Brodies have to be. All Brody, all Brodies are handsome. Does right, your so, sister say? Oh, I was saying, I thought you said the same thing. I did, yes. I know, I remember we spoke about this the first time I met Courtney. I was like, well, if it seems Brody's like, it has to be really good looking. It has to be. Mm -hmm. What is one thing that you outsource that makes your life 10 times better? Dry shampoo. Like, what do you mean? Like a service, like, oh, no, okay. I don't know if I asked it correctly. You usually yeah. ask this question. No, like, yeah, just something that for you, it's easier to have someone, you pay for someone to do it for you rather than you do it yourself because you think your time is mm -hmm. more, more valuable elsewhere. Well, right? Yeah, valuable elsewhere. Um, well, I have to say probably, I mean, it's pretty basic, but pedicures because I'm on my feet all the time and I like really, there's no other thing best than someone <laughs> giving you a pedicure and just like, like, yeah, it's just what it is. And it's just, I, I can't do, I can't do it myself. So it's just the, and not even for like the polish part, just for like the maintenance of, you know, getting your toes done is just amazing. And, and especially when you're on your feet all the time. Yeah. I was get I get a pedicure every month, and mm -hmm. I remember like when everything was shut down, not being able to get that was horrible. Yeah, it was horrible. Um, sounds like a very like prima donna problem, but like it's just like such a good cleanliness thing to me that like I need that like you know meticulous meticulous. Right. Um. It is your last day on earth. What are you eating from breakfast through the end of the day? Hmm. Um. So you want me to include breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Hell yeah, I do. Okay. Um, so breakfast is a ham and cheese on an everything bagel. Uh, I should say Taylor ham. Taylor ham and cheese. Oh, yeah, it's my brother's favorite. Yeah. Um, so, so good. So good. 
And then lunch, I would have to say <laughs> a tuna melt. I'm so, I'm so weird. I love tuna so much. I don't know, like tuna, like tuna fish. Yeah. Like we eat yeah. a lot of tuna melts. We I get love, it. I love tuna melts. Yeah. I just, I love them so much. What kind of bread? Um, I would, I would say like wheat. Okay. What kind of yeah. cheese? Um, cheddar. Growing up, we used to do like an English muffin tuna fish with like oh. the like craft singles where they were just like yes. melt perfectly around. Melt perfectly over yeah. the English like muffin. A crust. Yeah. You eat a craft No, craft I wouldn't get anywhere near right that now. right now, but when, yeah. I, when I was 10, I didn't, I didn't know what was in it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and then dinner. Dinner. All hands down, a cheeseburger. You really like cheese. I like I like cheese a lot. I <laughs> like cheese. A lot. I know, I know. So does that mean you like ice cream a lot? Yes, I like all the bad things for you, and I wish I did for you. I mean, I mean, there's so many different, you know, different kinds that some are okay for you, but I do. I love cheese. Yes. So funny because I knew it because like if you like I feel like you like dairy so obviously it just like mm. what uh what would you have for dessert? Um, if I had to have dessert, it would probably be chocolate chip cookie dough ice cream. Mm. How you really like dairy? Yeah, farm one day. Oh my god! Yeah, like, be- all where, your animals. Where do you get ice? Where do you get ice cream around here? Because I haven't found a good spot yet. I would have to. See say wait what is that place called um it's in summit oh my god i'm blanking um they sell christmas trees during the the, place in summit yeah winter um but i'm just blanking so um oh um oh gosh i'll i'll think of it i'll think of it but anyway it's it's a great it's a great place we'll have to check it out it's well, so great that I don't know the name of it. Anyway, <laughs> it's okay. I feel you. I feel your uh, your your brain block for a moment. Well, it was so nice having you on the podcast. I love if you could tell everyone where they could find you and learn more, even more about eyebrows, eyelashes, and all the things. Yes. Well, thank you so much for having me, and it was great talking to you both. Yeah. Thanks, Courtney. All right.